This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 48 of the War Vessel Radio podcast, kicking it off on uh, a new month of November. Excited to begin the month that has to do with a special holiday of Thanksgiving. And that's kind of partially the the topic today, uh, this idea of Thanksgiving and having a just a certain heart before the Lord and what that heart is. And uh, it's going to be kind of like a story, I guess, this uh, episode. But let me dive into the passage that the Lord use this week to convict me, and it's very well known. Um, You all will know it right off. It's Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7, and 6 to 7 is the verses that are the most uh, well known, but it starts out in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So this verse, or how I ended up coming to the conclusion to do an episode on this particular passage uh, happened on Sunday morning uh, at church, uh, the Sunday school that I go to with some other guys and gals my age. We uh, have been going through the book of Philippians and just talking through it and conversing and uh, just bouncing ideas and thoughts off one another, and it's a very uh, edifying and good time. It's one of my favorite parts of being in the body of Christ is this Sunday school class with these young men and women of the Lord. And so we've been talking about going through Philippians. And so this week we finished up Philippians in chapter four. And we spent a lot of time talking about this first section of verses and especially six to seven, which is the very famous be anxious for, I don't know if famous is the right word to use with the Bible, but a very well-known passage of that the church knows well. And it was convicting to me that morning to be going through this and just discussing it. In fact, I found myself actually sharing with everybody there some of what the Lord was even teaching me in that moment as I was feeling uh, convicted. And it was kind of funny, and every. Everybody there who knows me, and some of you who know me well, who listen to this or have heard me talk about it in the past, and for those of you who don't know, I am, I don't know if I'm an avid hunter, but I can be an obsessed hunter sometimes, Um, and I would like to use the word avid because I just love hunting, and um, around this time of year, from October to, well, the end of deer season, my mind can get pretty absorbed in this idea of hunting whitetail specifically and it's a gorgeous time of the year here in Michigan Uh, the weather's normally super nice the leaves are pretty everything's just kind of just epically pristine and um, beautiful and for a 
And for me as a hunter, that's part of the process. It's not just hunting. It's actually being able to sit out in the woods, seeing God's creation, the sunrises, the sunsets, the squirrels, the leaves, the trees, and really in the course of um, watching or just sitting out there over several weeks, you see the seasons change and you're stand, depending on where you're hunting at, you can see the uh, landscape just change before your eyes practically. And so I'm a hunter and this year has been, it's been one of, it's been a good hunting season. It's been beautiful. I haven't been able to shoot anything, but it's been an enjoyable time. But it's easy for me because part of hunting is actually tagging a an animal. And I like to try to shoot a big buck if I can. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it can get a little bit obsessive sometimes and and it's hard to explain to people who don't like what I don't know um but that this uh that Sunday morning I had gone out hunting actually before church and it had been a very uh exciting morning all things considered there were there were bucks there were deer running around it's it was just an exciting time and it was an exciting hunt the adrenaline was pumping the excitement was up um, and yet it also ended up being a relatively disappointing hunt because here you have all this going on and you still walk away and you haven't tagged a deer yet. And I can get obsessed about, man, I need to shoot a deer. I, I've spent three weeks out here sitting in a stand for many hours and I have nothing to show for it. And it can move from enjoying the nature, enjoying just the activity of hunting and uh, a joy of the Lord to be able to be out there. And it can move to, man, this is like the point I need to be procuring a deer and and it, you can get depressed. And part of that is you have, when you're hunt, you have all these elations of, of, well, you have adrenaline and you have all these dopamines and happy chemicals that flood your brain when you get excited about, man, here comes a deer. Maybe I'll get a chance to shoot this deer. And you're standing there and you're ready to go. And then it doesn't happen. And uh, my fiance said it's kind of like hope deferred where you have this great expectation and then it just walks away into the woods right away from you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's exactly what it's like. And suddenly all those happy chemicals fade away and you're left with just kind of an empty feeling. And some of you are probably listening to this and thinking hunting sounds miserable. And uh, sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. So anyway, Sunday morning had been one of these hunts. It had been a super fantastic, beautiful, cold, crisp morning, absolutely gorgeous. No reason to complain. Saw lots of deer, had an exciting time. And yet I was walking away from where I was sitting and I had just, there's no other way to explain it, just kind of a bad attitude. Like, man, I didn't shoot anything. I, I had opportunities that could have happened, but they didn't end up going right. Uh, the deer just went the wrong direction. I spooked one deer out that I'm pretty sure was a big buck in the dark. And I was just, I felt a little off about it all, even though it had been a really fun morning, all things considered. And so later in at church, we were reading this passage, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And 
it was specifically those four and five that convicted me that I'm to have an attitude of rejoicing at all times, always in all things. And I'm supposed to rejoice. And then Paul repeats it again. And anytime there's a repetition in scripture, we should pay attention. Again, I will say rejoice. It is to be the Christian mindset, to have a heart of rejoicing. And then he moves into verse five and says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And during the the Sunday school discussion, uh, David, who was leading, he talked about this idea of gentleness and that um, replacing that with another word. And he and I both talked about calmness, peacefulness, having a uh, a, de- a demeanor and a, a composure and just a presence that emanates something of peace and of of not um, disruption or frustration or or something that anger, things that wouldn't represent gentleness or calmness or peacefulness. We're to have a calm, gentle spirit that is to be known to all men just by looking at us. And the reason we are to have this is because the Lord is at hand. He is rel- He is waiting for us to be in that rejoicing attitude and that just waiting upon the Lord for him to move. He's waiting for us to wait for him, which is really really exciting. And I was convicted by this that morning that here I am, um, the Lord has given a gift and a a joy for hunting. And it's such a wonderful thing to be able to sit out in the outdoors, to be able to view God's creation. And there's so many blessings attached to it. Um, I can think of just being healthy enough to go climb into a tree stand and to be able to walk out to the woods or be having good hearing so I can hear the sights and sounds of the woods and hear deer and or eyesight so I can take in the beautiful autumn colors and all the animals and there's so many things that there's so many blessings attached to just one area of my life being just taking that area of hunting and it's amazing like I, I could go on and on about all the blessings of the Lord and here I am one morning and because nothing went my way, my way, I was having a bad attitude um, or a frustrated attitude. And my composure was not that one, was not one of <clears throat> of gentleness. I won't say it was like beat red and sweats of anger and wanting to throw stuff. It wasn't that. It was just kind of this depressed, you know, I, I'm frustrated with how things seem to be going and why can't I seem to get a deer and I spent all this time and I da 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 and it's dumb at the end of the day because what I've been given in hunting is a beautiful gift and an opportunity to just enjoy the woods and I happened to be out there with my fiance too and we were enjoying the woods together and hunting it was a beautiful morning I, I don't know what else to say about it but my mindset was corrupted to one of frustration and so maybe you guys are losing this uh example for my life for how this works but I was freshly convicted that Lord I need to surrender my hunts to you I need to surrender uh, this feeling of of needing of being accomplished uh, an accomplished hunter requires shooting a deer that that's just not true in fact it's 
almost the opposite. <clears throat> the gift is being able to go hunting um, and to have that experience. And the Lord is, has built a love and a passion for it that sometimes can I need to repent of because it can lead to an idolation, idolation, idolizing and an obsession that goes beyond what it should and takes the place of Jesus in my life. But he has given me a, a love and a desire for something that is good. And he, I believe he thinks it's good for me and there's nothing wrong with me wanting to go hunt and spend some time out in the woods hunting. As long as my focus and my attitude is one that can point back to Jesus, that I can come, I can go out and I can come in and my joy and my rejoicing have remained the same and that I can look at hunting as a blessing from the Lord and use my time out there wisely. Often, some of my best hunts have been, even if I don't see any deer, but I have just a quiet, peaceful atmosphere out in a tree stand to pray, to think through, to read scripture to memorize scripture, though I don't do the latter as much as I wish I did out in a tree stand. It gets distracting to be watching for deer and at the same time trying to memorize, and I do better memorizing out loud. But anyway, I have tried memorizing. But just to have taking the time that I'm out there and making it a focus for the Lord, and it it's a great thing. But I can convolute that in my in my desires and just become all obsessed about one thing. And if that one thing doesn't happen, then, then it wasn't a success. And so Jesus was just convicting me of this. And so verse six and seven finishes this out and was kind of the icing on top for my conviction. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What my attitude that morning was affecting was my peace in Christ Jesus, because I was anxious about not having sh- shot a deer for the last um, over a month of hunting season, and um, my joy was beginning to be stolen, and I wasn't going to the Lord with prayer and thanksgiving and having an attitude of, man, thank you, Lord. Uh, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to hunt. And you know I would love to shoot a deer, but that's not really the point. And you know the desires of my heart. And my ultimate desire is to be in love with you and to serve you and to give you the best of my life and to have relationship with you. And if that means that I don't shoot deer in order for that to happen, then that's what he's going to allow. And <clears throat> clearly he used that morning to convict me and to recenter my life in a new way and to reanalyze where I was at. And just to bring new perspective, in the past I have shot nice deer, nice bucks, and they've been super blessings and answers to prayer, and it's been fun and exciting. And that's not every season or every day of a hunting. And so when I can come, when I can just relinquish that to the Lord, <clears throat> there's a peace of God which surpasses all understanding, and it guards our hearts and our minds, my heart and mind, your heart and mind, in Christ Jesus when we are in that place of of prayer communication with him <clears throat> and of 
thanksgiving before him and just recognizing all that we've already been given. And so that was just a great uh, morning altogether from the hunt to the Sunday school talk and through what the Holy Spirit was communicating to me. And along with all of this, this week uh, I was at work and I decided I wanted to listen to a, a sermon and it was kind of a it was kind of a boring day at work, uh, not really boring, but just lots of uh, little things that I were doing that didn't require a ton of thought process. So it just kind of felt monotonous and boring and just the same thing. But <clears throat> I decided I wanted to listen to the Pineapple Story by Otto Koning, and I've listened to it a couple times before, and it's funny and it's engaging, and it was super convicting as well. And it goes right along with, with Philippians four six to seven or and four to five, where he talks about we need to give our pineapples to the Lord. We and he uses pineapples as an illustration of we need to give our lives, everything in our lives to the Lord. I need to give hunting to the Lord. I need to give my time to the Lord. Every area of my life it needs to be relinquished to the Lord, because He is able to take care of it. And so that had been on my mind. Uh, moving into the weekend, and then that Sunday uh, at church, the service was small because we have a lot of people sick from the congregation, so uh, our pastor was, and his family weren't feeling well, so they did a substitute message, which happened to be the pineapple story by Otto Koning, and I was laughing to myself in church as I was listening to this sermon for the second time, and I'm like, Lord, Clearly, there's something in here for me that you want me to see. And it's simply, Jesus, I need to give my life afresh to you. I need to give every area of my life to you. I have no control. I give you full control. And this is the this is the heart I want to have for the Lord, and it's the heart I want the church to have for the Lord. And it's also where the peace of God comes into our hearts and where he is able to take care of our lives because when it's his, he knows how to take care of the things that are his. We are not able to fully take care of everything that we hold in our hands. We have no control at the end of the end of the day of the things that we're trying to hold in our hands. And we can be, we can lose our peace so quickly. We can lose our, our joy, our attitude of rejoicing and that rejoice. And again, I will say rejoice it can be gone when we start looking at things as ours and not God's. And yet Jesus is beckoning us to give what our desires are, what things we have, our life, the entirety of our being unto him. And we get to, when we're in that place, we get to see what he does with it. And it's always far beyond and more abundant than anything we could ask or think. Because it's Jesus at the end of the day who has it, who's making the investment, and he's a wise investor. He takes what we've given that he's already given us and that we just get to give back to him. Uh, and he does amazing things with it and gives us even more in return. And there's just no beating who Jesus is and what he desires to do in our lives through a relationship with him. And my heart, this week has been, 
with with um you know like last week's episode and and talking through some of the things I was working through and then this week just more conviction on how the Lord's desiring to communicate things in my life I just need to give my life to the Lord at the end of the day all I'm required to do is to love the Lord my God and when I love the Lord my God there is a second that I will love my neighbor and that's what I want. I want to get my heart, mind, soul, and might into that command of loving the Lord. When I wake up, Jesus, I love you. When I go to sleep, Jesus, I love you. Minute by minute, whether I'm sanding trim, getting ready to paint it, or or out in the woods in a tree stand, Jesus, I love you. How can I be serving you? How can I be giving you my time where is my life not fully committed to you so that I can fully commit it to you? Even though I know it's hard, Jesus, please take my life. I know I'm not worthy, but you've called me, and I trust in you, and I believe in you, and I am in Christ, and your promises are true. And I I hope that this is encouraging to you guys and that there is something that calls and beckons to you in in this that. Man, if we just give our lives to Jesus, what he can do with it is amazing. And he doesn't need perfect people. In fact, he takes imperfect people like guys who get frustrated after beautiful hunts in the morning because they didn't shoot anything. And he turns it around and gives them a reason to rejoice and gives them a a, new, a reason to praise him from something bad. He can create good. And I'm just reflecting upon that and I want that to be true in your all lives, that Jesus would be glorified and to him would be all the honor and all the love and all the praise that we could ever give him. And that we would just have that rejoice and again rejoice and that our our presence and our, there's a word I'm looking for that I cannot find, but that we would just emanate that gentleness of Jesus Christ and his peacefulness because our lives are fully given and there's Nothing in our control to get stressed out or frustrated about. All right. That is about all I have for today. So thank you all for listening. Um, praying for you. Thank you for continuing to listen to this podcast. It's such a, a joy to be able to do. And it's a it's just a fresh, it brings, con, it brings conviction is my word for today, but it brings joy and it brings, it gives me something to, to work at and to serve the Lord in. And I'm, I'm thankful for this podcast and well, it's the Lord's podcast. And I just am grateful to be able to give honor and glory to him on a weekly basis. So thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a great week in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to Warbuster Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.